Chapter 8, Connecting the Dots. I woke up to a rare sunny day on Fred. And tomorrow is Saturday. The plan had been gelling in my mind as I fell asleep. We had to find a new place to meet. Seeing a bunch of us at the burned-out shack would only look odd, and at this point, I didn't know who the enemy was. Talk spreads like wildfire on Fred. Whoops! No more fires. Please. I was pulling on my knee socks when the phone rang, jangling my already jangled nerves. I slipped on my saddle shoes and stood at the top of the stairs, trying to hear Mom with no success. It's for you, Lily. It's Wingnut. What? She knows his code name. I clunked down the bare wooden steps to the little phone table. Yep. What's up? Look under your school books. The line went dead. Mom stared. Okay. Bye. I hung up. And what was all that about? Her arms were folded and her toe tapped audibly on the kitchen tiles. Uh, Frank, I used his real name, giving her a pointed look, called to tell me he had my math homework. Doesn't matter. I redid it. I hated lying to mom, but I soothed my conscience by telling myself it was for her own good. She didn't look convinced. I ran back up the stairs and looked under my books. A scrap of paper with a crude drawing of a grinning skull said, John Buckley's Cave. Wingnut, you are a genius, I whispered. Of course, an island like Fred would have to have a cave, a dungeon, a huge ancient underground storage place found only by a few anointed island folks. I needed to talk to Tabitha Blue Smoke. If mom trusted her, I guess I could. But we, the Buccaneers, knew about the cave. Almost everyone did. It was said to be haunted, and that if you went too far into it, you'd never come out. Few Fredites chose to chance those horrors by going in. The Buccaneers, however, use it when needed. Our meetings in the cave were short due to the jumpy nerves suffered by all our members. Now, I needed to get to all of them. I wasn't going to wait until Saturday. I had the plan. Are you surprised? It was October, science fair month. The kids who had projects going had a half hour during study hall to contact each other and sort out the details of their projects. The trouble was, not every buccaneer was in study hall. But just maybe, that's okay. Whispering together with half the student body listening in was a recipe for leaks. Forget the study hall. So I went to Sister Priscilla, our science teacher, stating my problem that I needed to talk to my science project partners. I convinced her to give me this special pass that allows the bearer to roam the building pretty much at will. Just an important aside here, Sister Priscilla's namesake... Saint Priscilla is the patron saint of nuclear disasters. It's important to have a saint to cover all the bases of possible disasters. Going back to the past, it was a 20-pound dumbbell from the gym. 
Another example of Sister Superior's sense of humor. The pass was handcuffed to your wrist, so you couldn't leave it in some convenient secluded hallway while wreaking havoc all over the building. I wondered why she had such a low opinion of her student body's sense of humor. First on my list, Ryan, codenamed Bletchy, or Bletch. He was a ham radio operator. Learned it from his dad, who worked at a naval base on Maine. We named him after the mansion in England where the code breakers cracked the Nazi code that helped us win World War II. He never took his headphones off. Where he blew an all-out fit, turning a dark shade of blue, was when Father Felix, our chaplain, took them away at Mass one morning. He got them back from the priest who made him promise to start breathing again. When things got tense during a math test, Bletch could be heard tapping Morse code on his desk. Sister Olga, the math teacher, was sure he was sending test question answers to the class who knew the code. Not a bad idea! Maybe we should learn Morse code. I got the message to everyone by using a simple code. Evac from Cub. If you hold it up to a mirror, you could figure it out. Leon, codenamed Snap's Shackle, or Snap, our math genius, chuckled and gave me a thumbs up. Amelia, codenamed Ratchet, was in charge of electronic surveillance. That meant she had a brownie camera and hid behind trees as she took pictures of suspicious activities. We had to convince her that she could not use pictures she had of kids wearing their knee socks pulled over their saddle shoes as blackmail. One of the strange phenomena in a school where uniforms were treated as a sign of your faith in God, country, and your school was that any attempt to individualize your appearance via the uniform was deemed a breach of loyalty. We did our best to individualize the uniform. The beanie underwent many forms of origami, and even Sister Joanne was seen to have covered her mouth lest someone should see her giggling at this show of imagination. So me, Sprocket, Frank, Wingnut, Ryan, Bletch, Leon, Snap, and Amelia, Ratchet, would all meet at Evac from Cub 10 a.m. on Saturday. Bring your tools of the trade and remember our special vow. 